Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Today we have a great story of getting time off from a religious company. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, drop everything and help you out? Sure, I got you. I want to start this post by saying yes, I know I should have gotten fired for this and I do not recommend doing this in any service industry job. This happened several years ago while I was working as a waitress at a chain restaurant. There was this insane manager whom I had to work with on several occasions. She was young and thought she knew everything, was quite trashy, and was sleeping with one of the higher ups who was married, whose wife also worked at the same restaurant but that's a different story. This manager, let's call her Mindy, was always on my butt about everything. I was one of the few shift lead servers who knew what they were doing, knew how to make the restaurant money, and had many customers write great reviews and say wonderful things about me. I knew how to do my job, and I knew how to do it well. Mindy always singled me out for things when things weren't even my fault. I would always just take it because it wasn't worth the energy fighting about it. She was the only person in the whole restaurant that I did not get along with. I had great rapport with bartenders, servers, cooks, back of house staff, and other managers. One day I came in to start my shift, but was quickly pulled into the manager's office by a different manager. He wanted to bring it to my attention that Mindy had stated on my past shift that I was on my phone and not working hard. This was not true. I never carried my phone on me because it was a distraction. I didn't have room in my apron, my jeans did not have pockets, and honestly, I didn't want to have it on me. I mentioned this to the manager, and he gave me the benefit of the doubt, but said he was going to keep an eye on me. As cell phone use had been becoming a major problem with several of the servers and bartenders in the past few months, one shift, a few days after that, was busy. I had a full section and was sat with a party of 12, who all ordered beverages from the bar with water. I grab a tray, fill up the water and hand the glassware to the service bar in the kitchen area. Once all the drinks were on the tray, I slowly started to lift it to get it situated, as it was heavy. Mindy decided that this was the best time to yell at me and tell me she needed me to run the food that was up at the expo line, where she was standing and expediting the food. I took a second to look over at the two other servers who were leaning against the wall much closer to her on their phones. I said, I'm a little busy, can someone else help? She snapped back at me and said, I told you to do it so you need to do it now. At that moment, I honestly didn't even care anymore, so I looked her dead in the eyes, smiled, said, okay, and literally dropped the tray of drinks I was holding on the ground, walked over the broken glass, crushing the cups under my feet, grabbed the plates of food, and asked her where they were going while keeping the smile on. The look of horror on her face, the phone-dwelling server's faces, and the cook's faces were quite priceless. Once I delivered the food, I went to my party of 12 and apologized to them and told them I'd drop the tray of their drinks and I'd be right back with a new one, still with that smile on my face. Once my shift was over, Mindy pulled me into the office and explained what I did was not okay and she was going to write me up for it, so I had to sign a document stating I understood why I was being written up and I refused to sign it before speaking with other management. There was much more disgust in this conversation, but I can narrow it all down. She said I would be fired if I didn't sign the write-up document at that exact moment. I still refused and said I would speak with the GM about it tomorrow morning on my next shift. The next morning, I explained to the GM what had happened and stated that I was working while others were on their phones, 
but Mindy singled me out. I also asked him to check the cameras to see the incident take place, and might I say it was so satisfying to physically see myself drop everything? After lots of discussion, the GM said there's no problem here, ripped up the write-up, and told me to continue being the hard worker I am, and I never had to work with Mindy again. The end. Now my question is, although OP never had to work with Mindy again, was Mindy still allowed to just keep on being as much of a jerk as she was being here with other people? I'd love to hear how Mindy was actually addressed here. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, oh, so kids with behavior difficulties don't deserve Christmas? This is a few years old now, and the place I used to work is now closed. Good riddance to bad freaking rubbish, you PTSD dealing place. So I feel comfortable enough sharing it. I used to work at a place where teenagers lived full time when they had behavior difficulties, usually drug use, alcohol abuse, and or truancy. They lived there full time, and the program was staffed a full 24 hours. They required supervision at all times, except for in the bathroom, and at night, supervision was reduced down to 15-minute checks all night long. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I worked third shift of this job and I worked there for, at the time of this incident, five years. Almost five and a half. I did not love my management, but I did love my kids. And for the entire five and a half years I worked there, during the Christmas holidays, the third shift staff would do the seven nights of Christmas, wherein we'd put little presents outside their doors on the week leading up to Christmas. They were pretty generic things like body washes, lotions, soft fuzzy blankets, etc. But it made them feel a little better about being stuck in an institution during the holidays. This place also had... This is hard to explain in text, but they had statuses that they could be placed on, and for ease of understanding, I'll call them bad, good, perfect. If someone was on the perfect status, they had a later bedtime, etc., certain unwanted behaviors could knock them from a perfect status to a good one, or a good one to a bad one. 
This place insisted up, down, and sideways that the bad status was not a punishment, that the kids' behaviors had earned the bad status, and as soon as they showed remorse and that they'd learned from their mistake, they could earn back good status. This is important. Well, during the year 2018, we got a new manager. We'll call them Sammy. A few days before the Christmas holiday, Sammy calls me up when I get to work and says, Kids who earned bad status don't get their seven days of Christmas present until they earn off bad. And I disagreed with that super hard. She insisted it was because we were rewarding bad behavior. I insisted that the bad status wasn't a punishment and that withholding presents was a punishment. So which is it, Sammy? Hmm? She got short with me and ended up hanging up on me. So I wrote out my end of night logs by throwing her under the bus and stated openly on government legal emails that Miss Sammy last name had stated that the ladies who had earned bad status were not allowed to get the seven days of Christmas presents that their peers were getting. And as this was a punishment, that we needed to change the legislation on our rule set. Since bad status says on its paperwork that it is not a punishment, it's a consequence earned by behaviors. We should be changing it to say that these behaviors are bad and they earned a punishment status. I got several emails in quick succession that stated to give the presents, and then I got written up. I gave the kids the presents anyway before the email because freak that. Also freak you Sammy, you know who you are. My question is why did OP get written up? OP pointed out the obvious here, they were being truthful to the legislation of this place. Is this truly some kind of insubordination or whatever when OP's clearly trying to look out for these kids? Our next story is the day I became my classmate's advocate. The school I went to had a student's code, which was the rules the students should follow and the consequences for failing to do so. Basically a law book. So here in Brazil, it's not usual for you to have the educational parts of school life separated like one place for high school, another for kindergarten and so on. Usually there's just one place that has it all. The school that I went to had a nasty high school coordinator. She overlooked all the teachers that dealt with the high school students and she usually used the code for her advantage. I was about 15 years old at the time and got so mad about it that I looked for my mom's copy of the code. All parents received one at enrollment, found it and read it all, every rule and penalty asked my mom for it and she gave it to me from that day it never left my bag so through the span of a year a lot of classmates got late to school more than 15 minutes and the penalty for that was that if you got late to class three times you would receive a written warning three of those and you got suspended from class for a day and three suspensions got you kicked from school because of that at the first day of classes next year the high school coordinator went around all the classrooms to announce that every time someone arrived late, they would receive a warning. So if you got there late nine times, you were kicked out. I didn't say anything at that moment, but after some months I got late to class for the third time. They took me to her office and she told me that I wouldn't be attending class that day since it was my third time late. I was being suspended for the day. Enter malicious compliance. I open my bag, pull out my copy of the code, and tell her that I wasn't suspended because that's not what's written in the code. And when I was enrolled at the school, my parents agreed to the code rules and not hers. She got really mad, said my copy was outdated and that she was going to check hers. I just waited and not long after, they found her copy, brought it over, read it silently, and her anger melted away. 
She became a puppy and told me to go to class. Some hours after, she went around all the classrooms to announce that her changes to the rules were no longer in effect and that everyone had their suspensions revoked. What I'm confused about is why they're so eager to try to kick all these kids out of here. I mean, all these kids are just trying to get an education, and I imagine a lot of them that aren't showing up regularly are likely some of the ones that have the most issues going on at home. Do they just get like some kind of satisfaction out of trying to find as many people that they can give a suspension to? This next story is cold collar stock employees on LinkedIn and proceed to ask the receptionist me stupid questions. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi everyone, Longtime Lurker here. I really like this sub but never had a malicious compliance to share because I usually just comply, period. For the past couple of months though, I've been working as a receptionist for a cybersecurity company and I realized my job allows me, even requires me to maliciously comply here and there. I wanted to share you a couple of MCs. As a receptionist, one of my tasks is to answer the phone, but here's the thing. I'm the only direct line to the company meaning I'm the only phone number that's available to the outsiders. Employees have private phone numbers only available to customers. If someone tries to reach an employee but don't have their contact, they get me. When one call is for the employee, I'll put them on hold, slack the employee, and ask them what this is about. Or if it's a longer request, I'll simply give an address email from which I can transfer said request. As for the calls I get, a lot are cold callers. I've been asked to filter as many as possible, so now I mostly ask them what they want, tell the employee, and put on hold as much as needed. To be honest, a lot of the times, I have no patience and will make up something to get rid of the cold collar as fast as I can. Employees don't like cold collars anyways, but this is about maliciously complying here. Now here's another thing, a lot of cold callers don't do their homework. They'll find an employee's name on LinkedIn, call me and say, Hey, I'd like to talk to Patrick Patricka, name changed, head of the marketing department about the video equipment I sell. Do you know if he needs any? Sure thing, pal. Let me ask Patrick Patricka, who is not in the marketing department but in HR, if he needs video equipment. What? No, I don't need any of that. Thanks, he said. So I told the cold caller, well, no, thank you. Patrick doesn't need any of that. All right, that's too bad, the caller said. Sometimes you also have cold callers that stalked employees that haven't updated their LinkedIn. This morning someone called me and asked for Mr. John Johnny, name changed, said he really wanted to meet him. Sorry, Mr. Johnny isn't here today, I said with a sorry tone. Oh, that's too bad. Do you know when he will be? No, sorry, I don't know. I really don't know, by the way. The guy left a year ago. They say, okay, no worries, I'll call again. Sure thing, pal. You do that. Honestly, if OP's there and that guy calls back again asking for the guy who's been gone for over a year, 
probably actually helps a little bit with the monotony of the job of answering the phones and transferring things around. You gotta figure out a way to have your fun somehow, right? This next story is, religious workplace wouldn't give me time off for my grandma's death. This was a few years ago, but I'm still salty about it. I was doing out of school care with kids. I also knew my grandma's health was going downhill. I informed my work in a near future, I would need to take some time off and drive the 12 hours to my hometown to see my family. I got a call a few weeks later that the time was coming and I needed to go say my goodbyes. I told my work, at first they were fine. Then when I was in my hometown, my grandmother passed away. I was very close with her and I took it very hard. My work told me I get my three unpaid days off and have to come back after that. Now keep in mind, this is a childcare company that values religion and family blah blah blah. I told them I was not mentally ready to come back. I didn't want to deal with all the kids questions and even when you try to hide your sadness, they know, they are so smart. So I went to a walk-in clinic, explained my situation to my doctor, who was beyond ticked that she even needed to write a note for me to take time off. I told her a week would be fine. She said I'll write two weeks just in case. Emailed a copy of the doctor's note to my work and took the full two weeks. They were so salty after I came back. Don't sit there and praise your amazing values when you don't have basic human decency. I don't know if this is inappropriate, but in that situation, if you got two weeks off, I understand you're grieving, and I would be grieving too, but there'd be some small sliver of me that would also be like, thanks grandma. Although I don't mean it in a way that they're grateful that they're gone, I just, it's just a, I don't know if there's any saving that. Anyways, with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or, if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.